Welcome to the Engaging Personalities Podcast. I'm Anders Belanger, founder and CEO of Engageify, where we're on a mission to rehumanize business through engagement. We believe that we can all be more successful if we can command attention and deepen connection. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on a future episode. So let's get ready to engage. Our guest today is founder and chief story officer at Story Power Marketing. Coaches, consultants, and other experts hire Tom to power up their stories and take them from blah to aha. He's the founder of email service provider MarketVolt and the host of the Story Power Marketing Show podcast. Here to share with us ways on how we can create prospect-focused stories and attract new business, I'd like to welcome Tom Ruich to the podcast. Welcome, Tom. Anders, thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. Yeah, excellent. So, um, Tom, I, I just want to start at the start, if if I can. Yeah. And uh, I know that I just said in your little intro there that you started this email service providing company. I think it was back in like what two thousand one or something. Yeah. Is yep. that was that your entry into into marketing, or where, where you know where did you find this love of marketing? Well, I'll, I'll focus the story from that point forward. I was involved in some startups in the late 90s and was involved in marketing and growing those business, co-founded one that grew from two to 85 people in 18 months. I could spend an hour telling that story, Ooh. but I'll skip ahead to 2001 when I founded MarketVolt. It was a uh, email service provider, software to create, deliver, and track email campaigns launched at a time when most people had not heard of email marketing, much less tried it. And so a very common experience that we had was our, our clients, our customers would come to us and say, great, now we have the software to create, deliver, track email campaigns, sell us a list or find us a list. We'd say, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to build a list. They'd say, build a list? What does build a list mean? And all of a sudden, we were having conversations about lead generation, improving your website, landing pages, lead magnets, the whole the whole nine yards. And uh, we built an agency around the software company. And, and we maintained that for 19 years. We ran the software company and the agency for 19 years until I sold it in 2019. And the thing that I really saw over those 19 years is that businesses, large and small, doesn't matter, B2B, B2C, big business, small business, when they're spinning their wheels with marketing, feeling stuck, feeling frustrated, not, sharing what, not sure what works, what doesn't, their first instinct is to go chase the shiny object. Give me a better and fancier tool. Right. Teach yeah. me a... Teach me a fancier funnel, uh, chasing tactics, chasing tools, uh, ch changing tacticians. Oh, I need a different consultant who can come in. Mm -hmm. But what most of them don't do is look in the mirror and say, well, maybe the content, maybe the messaging that I'm putting into all of this machinery isn't good enough. And that's especially true with people whose stock and trade is their expertise. So authors, coaches, professional service providers like lawyers, accountants, and so forth. They sell what they know. The people hire them because they understand the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA and why, the, why one is better for you than the other. But that doesn't mean that your marketing content needs to be, here's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA and why you should choose one versus the other. What so many 
business people do is they just stand on high, lecture their audience with valuable information and think mm -hmm. that that's going to move the needle. And it won't because information is not enough. You have to, to engage, you know, this well, yes. you have to, in order to engage, you have to provide valuable information and entertainment. And, and when we were talking offline, you used a term that I often use infotainment, infotaining, and that's mm -hmm. where storytelling comes in. And so I was having conversations with my clients long before I got out of the email service provider business. I was having conversations with my clients about how to make your content more entertaining, more captivating, more story powered. And when I sold the software company in 2019, I rebranded the agency and the service work that I do as story power marketing. And that's where we okay. are today. Yeah. All right. So there's something you said just now, and, and uh, you know, it's something I'm passionate about too, and, and you kind of alluded to that, is that, you know, information is now kind of cheap, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's like anything can be looked up on Google. You can go to ChatGPT and, you know, get this, you know, all this information. So we can throw all kinds of, you know, like you said, best practices or whatever, the, you know, the expert's going to say, and yet it just falls so flat because... Yeah. So what, right? And 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 so you know when we think about AI and and creating this content and, and information being cheap, you know what's what's your take on this? Is is this the idea we do need to spice things up? And can AI write stories or no? Or what's what's your thoughts? Yeah, those are big questions. And and yeah. here's what I would here's what I would say first: if you do not develop a voice and put yourself out there with your personality and your authentic self, then what's going to happen is when you get across the table from somebody for that complimentary consultation to sell your services, or when you meet with them for the first time to provide your services, there's going to be a disconnect between who you are in person mm -hmm. and who you are courtesy of the robot who wrote your content. So understanding how to develop a voice and connect with the prospects is a critical thing. The robots can do a really great job. If you want to write a blog post about the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, press the button and GPT can do a really nice job of, of you know, writing coherent content that answers that question. And what you've done at that point is thrown just another needle on this giant haystack of sameness. How mm. will you stand out? What mm. you need to do is develop your voice, draw anecdotes and stories into your content that are personal, that are fun, that are interesting. They don't all have to be about you. In fact, they can be about a client experience. They can be drawing from a movie. I wrote an email just this morning about the fact that my son just moved from Fort Collins to Boulder and he was looking for a gym and he checked out the uh, fit, uh, what is it called? 24 hour fitness store. And he didn't sign up because uh, the 24 hour fitness store closes at nine o'clock on Mondays through Thursdays or 10 o'clock <laughs> on Mondays through Thursdays and nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nine o'clock on weekends. And in that is a business lesson about branding and so forth that I transitioned yeah. in the end. But what I did is told a personal story, made my audience laugh, roll their eyes, mm -hmm. whatever. And that drew them in. They 
when you tell stories, when you write with personality, when you reveal a little bit about yourself, people know, like, and trust you better. And that is critical if you're going to stand out above that haystack of sameness. You know, you, what you said too about the authenticity, right? Yeah. And this is something I keep coming back to again and again. And, and even, you know, the Engageify website and people have listened to the podcast for a long time. They're going to, oh, I've heard this before. But uh, yeah. we are Engageify.ai. And now yeah. I intentionally picked that. It kind of rhymes. It sounds fun. But the AI is not artificial intelligence. For us, yeah. the AI is authentic interactions. Nice, right? nice, yeah. And then when people feel that, yeah, it's there is a difference, right? And and, and there is such a difference. Now, you were talking about your, your emails that you write out. And I know I think they're called yeah. like the never never dull emails or something. Uh -huh. uh, what's, yeah. what, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, uh, Tom, yeah, sign up for Tom's never dull uh, uh, Right light bulb inducing, light bulb moment inducing emails, something to that effect. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. you are writing constantly, I'm going to guess, Tom, because, you know, like you're, and, and maybe that's, you know, um, a challenge to put out to other people to look for stories. I don't know if that's, if that's what you'd say, because if you've got to find stories, you, you start, yeah. you know, forcing yourself to find them uh, in a way because i think yeah. so many people go well what stories am i going to tell i don't know i don't have any stories or i don't you know or my life like maybe they think their life story has to be like some sort of life-changing thing or something yeah yeah what's your what, what are your hacks what are your ways of finding the stories to keep your content never dull yeah yeah thank you for that question and I'm, I'm gonna jump on something you said a moment ago about people think they need to go dig into their life story and that's what storytelling for business is all about a lot of storytelling or business coaches will suggest you know come up with your grand origin story and you know that's your story as if mm -hmm. story singular is what this is about no right. it's about stories plural and no one cares about the garage where you invented the widget or the ditch that you clawed your way out of or whatever origin story you have, unless they can see themselves in the story. And so the first principle that guides how I go about doing this, the first hack is to understand story power principle number one, which is keep the focus on prospects' emotional journeys. So the mm -hmm. stories that you're telling are always rooted back to where are your prospects now? What are they feeling? What are uh, what's keeping them up at night? What's frustrating them? But it's not all about agitate and you know put the knife in and under the ribs and make them bleed until they're you know begging you for help. No, it's about helping them, empathizing with them, and understanding where they are but also envisioning where they want to go. So I started because you asked me to with an origin story. How do you get started? Where, you know, where do you get to? But what I was talking about throughout that is how a lot of the people I work with were stuck and frustrated. They didn't know what worked, what didn't work. I was telling a story about my prospects. And so what it really is about, Anders, is gathering the building blocks that you can then assemble to create content so that you're never sitting in front of a blank screen and thinking, what now? Once upon a time, what now? If you gather the building blocks, and, and I'm going to share with you a framework that, that makes it easy to think about. 
this idea of where are they now? Where do they want to go? Is really about a promise. What's the promise that you're making to your prospects when you share content? It's you're promising a journey. You're promising a transformation. You're promising some breakthrough. So the story I told was promising a breakthrough from being bored, uh, creating boring content and you're, you're being ignored and you don't know why to creating content that draws people in, that captivates them, that gets them to raise their hand, that gets you to the top of the, of the uh, haystack of sameness and stands out. That's the promise. Okay. What's the lesson? Well, in my first story, the lesson was you have to deliver more than information. You have to make it more captivating. Okay. So promise and lesson. If you know your promises and your lessons, then it's really easy, or at least way easier than you might imagine to go find the anecdotes to tell the story. Mm. Anecdotes that help frame up the promise and the lesson. Eugene Schwartz, who was a great copywriter, probably the most prolific and successful copywriter of his day, 60s, 70s, 80s, he said, copy is not written, copy is assembled. And that's what we're talking about here, that if you gather the building blocks, we call this story discovery, understanding what makes your prospects tick, the journey they want to take, all that. If you go through a story discovery process, so the building blocks are sitting by you every time you sit in front of a computer, then the act of assembling content is more an act of craft than creative magic. And you'll not suffer from writer's block. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So the assembling, um, I have, I have professional speaker friends who will keep almost like a story database of, yeah. of sorts. Yeah. And, and with that, they go, Oh, this happened to me, this happened to me. But then sometimes there are multiple lessons that can be drawn oh, yeah. from the same stories. Is that something that you kind of do too, as, as far as, uh, you know, trying to cross what I want to say, like, you know, uh, you multiple, use multiple times or be able to assemble that's kind of part of that process maybe yeah 100% so so what what i was just describing is very liberating and helpful because what can happen is anytime you come across something that's interesting amusing a little bit quirky fun will make your audience smile you can just set that aside in a file, in a list, you know, note cards on print, write them out on note cards if you want, so that you have this stack of little anecdotes. And the anecdote might not yet have a home. The anecdote might just be something that made you smile. The, that fact that my son said, yeah, I, I wanted to go sign up for the gym and, and 24 hour fitness isn't open. Um, that was a problem. That's I smiled, I laughed, I could have set it aside, but what I immediately do, did uh, is said, oh, you know, I actually am um, planning to write an email this week about my upcoming app. I'm about to release an app. Oh. And um, I had a little fun with the audience saying, well, I don't want to name it 24 hour Tom. What should I name my app? And so I used the story and the anecdote as a way to get into uh, uh, not not so much a lesson in this case as just a segue into something I wanted to do in my mm -hmm. email. But another example is 
movies. Uh, everybody loves the movie, or or I, I love the movie Groundhog Day. And there is a repeating scene in Groundhog Day where the insurance salesman comes up to um, Phil Connors, played by Bill Murray, and the insurance salesman accosts him. I've got just the ticket for you and uh, buy some life insurance. And at some point, Phil Connors slugs him in the jaw. There's a story there. There are different business lessons in that anecdote. I love the movie. I love the story. I've written different emails citing that anecdote to make different business lesson points that are relevant mm. to my audience. So back to your question, is it possible to take an anecdote and deliver more than one idea or one lesson? Absolutely. You just want to do it in separate emails, which gets to the point that <laughs> the more you do this well, the more that you get comfortable with this, the more content ideas are just at your disposal because you can take an anecdote turn it into a story and then another story. And by the way, you could rehash the same story in the same lesson uh, down the road and no one on your list is going to care. They're yeah, not going to be upset about that. That totally reminds me. And we, before we started recording, we were talking about direct response marketing and some yep. of, you know, your mentors and people that I've trained with. And, uh, and, and one of those things that, you know, the classic sales letters on like goldenrod paper or whatever, you know, and you, you just keep sending to the people who haven't bought the same letter. Right. And, yep. and the idea that you keep working it and you ride that until it stops being profitable, right. That, yep. that same kind of idea, you shoot it back to them. And, um, and another thing you said, and I think, I think if, I can't remember now who said this, but um, you know, good storytellers are story collectors, mm -hmm. right? And that's what you were kind of saying about, you know, putting it down on an index card and, and, uh, and storing it away. Cause you know that it's cool. You'll find yeah. that angle that you want to use at, at some point. And, yeah. um, and, and something I'm getting from you, Tom, too, is just like people kind of got to get over themselves and just start right and kind of give themselves permission to just you know and then they realize maybe oh this isn't as bad like I, you know as hard as you thought it was but i think you are a prof prolific writer and and that the momentum must must be very uh, helpful in that way and, and i think the, people need the momentum is helpful but again i wouldn't be able to be as prolific as i am if not for the systems and the habits that i've mm. developed and the and and because of the system, I broke the habit of sitting in front of a blank screen saying, what am I going to write now? Right. I always have a well that I can draw from. And it's not a magic creative well. It's just a systematic well of going out and searching. And I always have the building blocks at my disposal. So yes, you have to develop a habit. But when you have good systems supporting the habit, this is true in all things in life. You know, habits depend on on systems that you put in place to to make it easier to support it. That's so true in in this process. You also reminded me we we're, we're talking about direct response marketing, and you talked about the idea that a single anecdote can be used for multiple purposes. The other, the corollary to that is that a single lesson can be told with an infinite number of anecdotes. And when you were talking about direct response marketing, you were reminding me of, of Dan Kennedy. And Dan Kennedy tells a story. For those who don't know, Dan Kennedy is, is in many ways, the, the, at least in our lifetime, the premier direct response marketing guy. 
so and, much. And no one's ever heard of him unless you're in the space. Unless you're in the world, right. It's kind of those right. things that like, who's this guy? It's like, oh, yeah, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he is so important and so influential. And Dan Kennedy loves to tell a story of being at his home down in, I think it was Arizona at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, watching a game on TV and some guy is ringing the bell and uh, ringing the front door bell. And he looks out the little peephole and sees it's just some guy he doesn't know. And he screams, get lost and goes back to watching the game. And a few minutes later, the guy comes around to the back patio and is pounding on the door. Dan, let me in. Let, you know, not saying his name. Let me in. Let me in. And finally, Dan is um, um, lets him in and the guy said dan thinks he's a past a salesperson yeah. the guy says uh dude your backyard's on fire and and the point of the story is that you as a marketer and a salesperson and this is quoting dan kennedy you want to be recognized as the welcome guest not the unwanted pest yeah. that's that's the lesson and he teaches that lesson, you know, how do you stand out as the welcome guest? How do you, how do you avoid the sense that you're just that irritating guy knocking on the door when in fact you have really important information to, you know, put out a fire or to, or to uh, light up the rocket ship, whatever it is that you're trying to teach. That's the same lesson that is taught in the anecdote I just shared from Groundhog Day. An insurance mm -hmm. salesman who taps you on the shoulder and says, I have just the ticket for you. That's a unwanted past versus welcome guest story. Mm -hmm. So that's an important thing for me to teach to my audience because for, for a lot of reasons. Number one, I don't believe that the pitchy pest approach to marketing, just beat them up until they acquiesce, is the right way to market. Second, most of the people that I work with, and this is something that I discovered through really digging deep on what makes my prospects tick, most of them have some fear or aversion to, the mar to marketing. They don't want to seem sleazy. They don't want to come off as the pitchy pest, but they don't know how. So hmm. when I tell stories that really say, hey, let's distinguish between being a pitchy pest and a welcome guest. I'm really into this. This is important. And I can show you how my people are sitting up and taking notice. And, and I tell that story via different anecdotes over and over and over again. If I simply told that story by saying, it's very important that you not be a pitchy pest. Here's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. Here's how to delegate better. Mm -hmm. You know, if all I did was deliver the information, I might get away with telling it once. Most people would be bored and wouldn't read about it, uh, read to the bottom. And if I told it that way once, how am I going to talk about it again without just right. writing the same old info only yeah. garbage stories? unlock a universe for you and allow you to deliver the same powerful and important ideas over and over and over again. Yeah. Wow. Amen to that. Because we talk about stories being an engagement hack, right? When mm -hmm. you start telling a story and I mean, 
how, like stories go back, you know, that's how history and mythology and everything was passed down. Yeah. We immediately start like going into our heads and imagining things, you know, unconsciously doing all, putting ourselves into the story. Yeah. All of that happens just by going into the story. But when you deliver straight content, it's like, yeah, I got it. But they yeah, didn't really get it, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to touch on, uh, you said something about an app a little a bit ago. Yeah. Can you uh, spill the beans a little bit? Like what I, I'm in my mind, I'm like, he's got a story app or what the, I don't know. Like what, 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 what is this app that you, you're going to be launching? <laughs> so, so um, what I will say about it, because I, I'm not sure when this is going live and there's a little bit of a uh, secret, Legal. Uh, advanced teasing yeah. about this so okay. i can't tell you the name of the app yet okay. in fact the email i sent today asked my audience to hey do you have any suggestions for what i should name the app but what mm -hmm. i will say is that it's going to be a virtual world where there's going to be a sense of adventure an ability to explore and discover things that I don't share through any other channels. So there will be stuff that won't be on my website, that won't be in my emails, that won't be in my downloadable resources. And it's going to focus in a few key areas. Um, key area number one is creating captivating content, story-powered content. So that's the heart of, of story power marketing and what we're talking about today. And there's going to be a ton of really cool stuff in there, um, breaking down emails and, and other stuff that that is going to be kind of a 24-7 masterclass on how to do this. The second area is marketing technology and the machinery of putting information in front of the right people at the right time, tools, tips, strategies, tactics. So I have a division of story power marketing called Implementum. If you mush together Ooh. implement and momentum, you've got Implementum. And the whole idea is that if you have the right tools, <clears throat> excuse me, then getting that great content that you want out there, getting it out there can be much easier, less time, less headache, less hassle. The story I told to open the podcast about too many people focusing first on tech, I still believe that. Too many people start with the tool without thinking about the content. I help my clients with the content. And then I say, oh, by the way, if you mm. want to save time getting it out there, here, here are tools and tips and tech and strategies and so forth. So there will be a whole lot of that in the app. There's going to be music. Um, I have a side business where I run a concert series called Warehouse Concerts. It's been on hold since COVID, but we're gearing it back up. And I used to have a song of the day um, I have an email that I send out Monday where I recommend stuff. It's called recommendations, Mondations, Monday, M-O, anyway. <laughs> but um, and in my recommendations, occasionally I'll just share, hey, hey here's something I'm listening to. Um, yeah. here's, here's music that I really like is music to work by. Um, and I get great feedback from people who are like, oh, thanks for those recommendations. Some people say, I didn't like that one, but I love that one. So I'm going to have some playlists and some music recommendations. It's part of my passion. So it's part of the world of, uh, that, that people experience. It, it makes ahead. you authentic, right? It's true yeah. to you, Tom. So that's, it's your app. So that makes sense. Like uh, to, to kind of have little bits of Tom in there um, yeah. filling out the hole, right? So it won't be boring. 
That's yeah. Well, that's there you the go. promise I make with my emails, with my app, all of it. So yeah. what I would say is if you end up on my email list and I'll, I'll share with you at the end, how you can do that. Um, you'll know all about the app when the app comes out. Very cool. Hey, um, as we wrap things up, Tom, I, I wanted yep. to ask you this because I know there's people who are listening to this, but they're maybe they don't own their own business or mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're maybe working corporate, maybe they're in sales or marketing and, and that sort of thing. And, and I want maybe a tip or something about, you know, the storytelling in, in that kind of, um, in those kind of parameters, you know sure. what I mean? Where you may not have that full creative control, but yeah. you know, um, where can you inject some stories, you know, for those people in, in, you know, and we, we have a lot of people in tech, uh, you know, that listen to this. So, um, sure. just to kind of give you a, you know, a sense. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll share a story that, that, goes back to this framework and i i'm not sure i gave you the whole acronym the framework is called the plan framework p-l-a-n so promise lesson anecdote and then there's always a next step good email marketing good content marketing in general always has some kind of call to action it may not be buy my thing it might just be sign up for a webinar or download something or click reply and share your thoughts but there's always a next step that you are going to include and so whether you run your own business or whether you are working for someone else if you can create content based on that plan framework you're going to be more successful. The story I wanted to share is a tech company. And the tech company was doing the same thing that so many, this is a, a managed services technology company. Mm -hmm. So they provide help desk services and, and, you know, they, they spit out a lot of statistics. We, uh, you know, 99% uptime and, and, um, um, and, uh, you know, we, we answer the phone before the fifth ring and, you know, yeah. 99% of your calls in. And, well, yeah. yeah. And yeah, exactly. And it, just the same old boring stuff. And what we did is we, we first went looking for the story, the promise, the emotional journey, focus first on your prospects, emotional journeys. And he told me a story of one of his clients who hired him. This, by the way, is a great form of story discovery. Go to your clients and say, tell me what was going on in your world before you hired me. What were you experiencing? What was frustrating you? Why did you hire us? And there's going to be a story there. And, um, and he said that, you know, this company that had promised uptime and so forth um, wasn't delivering. And he found himself lying awake at the ceiling, staring at the ceiling, wondering not, not if it's going to break, because he took for granted that it was going to break, but when it was going to break. He would lie awake thinking, oh, is the system going to break? Am I going to show up at work tomorrow and have to mop up all this garbage and mm. uh, call customers and say, sorry, your order is delayed and so on and so forth. And, and what they did for him when he switched was let him sleep soundly at night. Now that sounds like a cliche, right? But he actually told the story and it was a true story of this guy who came to us, hired us, said, said he wasn't sleeping well. And now he literally said to us, wow, I sleep well at night. 
And this was a marketing guy at a tech company who was trying to figure out how to spice up a case study, how to, how to improve his email and understanding that if I can tell, deliver the promise and the lesson with an anecdote, in this case, a client story, then I'm going to be much more effective in my marketing. And, and you don't have to cross professional lines and make it, you know, to, I don't know, lighthearted or, or um, you know, frivolous sounding. It can still be delivered in a very professional way, but it's delivering it in a story powered way, in a captivating way that gets people's attention and draws them in. That's, that's a cool, I, I like the idea that it's so cliche because it's like, hey, what keeps you up at night? Or if you're lying awake and like people use that as just, you know, a little throwaway. Yeah. But once you actually kind of say, here's this guy, this happened, this happened, and he told me, you know, he's lying awake, staring at the ceiling, just stressed yeah. out because he knew the trouble that was coming, right? And yeah. like, all of a sudden people are there with you, even though it's, like you said, a cliche. So I find that I find that fascinating to actually dig into something that is specific, though. The, this, all the details of that yeah. story are going to draw people in and, and make it real, as opposed draw, to just that. Draw you, you said it, those words, draw people in and make it real. So yeah. the thing that makes great stories, great stories, and this is the case, whether it's a movie or a book or whatever, is that it draws you in and we see ourselves in stories. We feel, you know, uh, we, we feel what the characters feel. And what happens as a result, somebody who's reading that, who is stressed out because the systems are breaking down and they don't trust their current tech provider, they're going to read that story and they're going to say, oh, this guy who wrote the the post or wrote the email, this guy gets me. This guy knows my pain. This guy knows what I want. And so they're going to be drawn in. They're going to feel a sense of knowing and liking and trusting the author. And they're going to be more likely to reach out and choose that guy as opposed to the person who says, you at our service level agreements, we guarantee 99.9% uptime and, and we use Microsoft blah, 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 technology, triple reinforced, platinum coated servers, you know, whatever garbage they're, they're spitting out that has no meaning because it doesn't mm. have the story. Yeah. 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 Amen. Oh man. Uh, Hey Tom, so great talking to you. Um, you're very easy to talk to an interview and I think we have a lot in common so that helps uh, helps yeah. connect us um so I'm so glad we were able to to meet and do this how do how do people get in touch with you can you you know and you said you had maybe had some free resources so if you want to share that now yeah yeah so go to storypowermarketing.com it's all mushed together one word no dashes any of that storypowermarketing.com and when you visit the site you can sign up for my emails. I send emails Monday through Friday morning and practice what I preach. Not everybody reads every email. Some people tell me they'll wait till the weekend, spend 10 minutes and read them all. Uh, some people don't read them all. But every time you read one, I promise it won't be boring. It will be entertaining. You'll learn something along the way. And you can reply to me and I, not some virtual assistant, will reply directly to you if you reach out. 
uh, to me. Second thing you can do on the website is look for the, the menu item resources, free downloads, some uh, videos, various things that will help you transform your content. And then uh, find me on LinkedIn. So uh, I guess that'll be in the show notes, the social posts, or excuse me, the social addresses. Connect with me on LinkedIn, either on LinkedIn or on um, my email list. I'll be telling people about the app. So keep an eye out. By the time this goes live, it may already be out there. Uh, certainly by the end of 2023, the app will be live. And uh, that's and and please do email me if you have any questions, comments. Tell me you heard about this on this show. Tom at storypowermarketing.com is the way I think you could reach out to me and I will reply. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for, uh, for being on the show. You were such a great guest. I appreciate it. Anders, thank you. Really enjoyed it. Great questions and uh, see you down the road. All right. Thanks again, Tom. And thanks to all our listeners for uh, listening and being a part of the, the podcast. And until next time, stay engaged. Thank you so much for listening to Engaging Personalities. If you believe this world needs more engagement and you're an industry leader or you have an interesting take on rehumanizing business, go to go.engageify.ai slash podcast hyphen guest to apply and come on the show. If you got something out of this interview, do you mind sharing it on your social media? Just grab a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag engaging personalities. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episode. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, engageify.ai or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and stay engaged.